Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everyone. It's Ann Duffy, and welcome to the Just Do It podcast. I'm so happy you're here with us today, and I have a very special guest, Miss Amy Klusner. It's so nice to see you and to have you on this podcast. But before we get started, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Amy Klusner is an attorney based in the Atlanta office of Barnes & Thornburg LLP, a full-service law firm with over 800 legal professionals throughout 23 offices. As an experienced deal lawyer, which I love that, (laughs) Amy is valued for her responsiveness and tactful negotiation skills while focusing on business objectives and regulatory compliance. She is particularly adept at providing outside general counsel services to growing companies, including mergers and acquisitions in the dental and healthcare space. Amy Klusner, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me very much. You are so welcome. It's so fun because your article was in our summer edition of Dental Entrepreneur Woman. That is the one that has Stephanie Goddard on our cover and CEO of Glidewell. So it's a very powerful woman's issue, which they all are. Yes. But I love that we started the issue with Stephanie and we wrapped it up with Amy at the very end of that edition, which I was reading it right before we got on again. And oh my God, it's so powerful. Your story, where you've been, you know, we have a lot in common. And now you're landing in this new law firm, which is really cool. And, you know, I'm just really excited to have this conversation because I think with dues, Dental for Women, where a lot of us are have LLCs and we have our company and we don't mm-hmm. all think that we actually need an attorney side. And the fact that you're one of us, Amy, as I was reading your article again today, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be reaching out to you because I've got a couple of questions and I need some help. And I'm like, well, who better but someone that understands women in dentistry? Yes. The trials, tribulations of not only being a professional woman, but also being a mom, a sister, a daughter, yes. a wife, a friend, all of those things. Yes. Talk a little bit about you. First of all, did Notre Dame win? Did, who, did, who did they play on Saturday? Oh, they did not. They, they did lost not. to Louisville. They lost. <laughs> it, was, it was rather brutal. We made a lot of mistakes and yeah, that'll get you. You know, I, that's why I enjoy college football. There's lots of good life lessons there. <laughs> Oh, my God. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you make the good decisions. Sometimes you think, oh, man, I should have done that differently. Or, But yeah, they fell short. So our season is pretty much, you know, now we just got to hope we can make it to a good bowl game at this point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have to call my sister because I know that my brother-in-law is from, what is it, Bend? Oh, um, South Bend. Ben. Excuse me, yes. South Bend. Oh, he lives and breathes Notre Dame. So oh. sorry that they lost. But, you know, they can't win all the time. And- That's right. No, you cannot. Only Georgia and Alabama win all the time. I know it. Well, luckily we've got a little, well, you got a little Georgia connection as well, I believe, right? Yes. Our youngest son was born here in Georgia and he told us on Saturday, we said, are you going to cheer for Notre Dame? And he said, no, I'm cheering for the Georgia Bulldogs. So he turned out to be the smarter one of the buttons this weekend. Oh, wait a minute. Back up a second. I didn't follow it Saturday because I was traveling home from the ADA. So did they play Georgia on Saturday? No, they played Louisville, but. Oh, um, that's right. You said Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia played Kentucky and had a very decisive victory. I think they scored 51 or 52 points or something. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They're legit. They're legit. They're legit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad the beginning of this podcast for women is all about Notre Dame football and Georgia yeah, football. Right. I'm sure our viewers will are. Yeah. <laughs> and what the neat thing about football right now is that Taylor Swift is going yes. to NFL games. And I think, you know, hey, yeah. let's bring it on, ladies. Come on. Let's get yeah, out. it's very exciting. Mostly because, you know, it's kind of nice that she might be finding love. She's such a lovely person and so talented. Yeah. So it'd be nice I, to see her. I know. You and know, I find also someone. She's bringing a seat to the table for women. I think that's yes. great as well. Go, so Taylor. We're going to give her honor. Go, Taylor. Status. Yeah, I love yeah. But you're a busy mom. You've got children. You've got a husband. You've, you've moved around. you moved law firms. you got to be crazy busy. So I, I want for our readers, like, if you're thinking about going into law school, and I think we need a lot of attorneys like you, what's your day look like? And how do you maintain balance amidst the demands of your time of being an attorney? This is one of those, I feel like, you know, you go to so many conferences and there's always this this question about the elusive work-life balance, you know, and I think like most women, I will say, I willingly admit I have not cracked the code to that and I am certainly no expert in it, but I thought I'll give you a little rundown of what it looks like in the helps that, you know, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Or, you know, my husband and I have three boys, they're 10, 7, and 5. We get up at 6 o'clock, put them on the bus at 6.45, and then my husband and I started doing this thing we just walk around the neighborhood. So he and I can have a little bit of, okay, what's the day look like? What's on the agenda? And it's also, you get exercise. Um, So that's been really nice. And we have not broken it really since August, maybe one day when it rained. And then I'll come back, get coffee, breakfast, check my email. I do a little bit of work in the morning. I don't come into the office super early because of the traffic in Atlanta. So I found a way to do some work at home and then head in. And then I listened to this app called the Hallow app. You might have heard of this. And oh, yeah, so, I know the Hallow app. Sure. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is a big advocate. So it's great because they'll do like the daily scripture reading or a daily prayer. And it's real, sh- you know, you can go as short or as long as you want. So I really like it because I found that really even during COVID, you know, it was so hard. It was so easy to get out of the good habits that you try to, you know, whether it was working out or your spiritual life. So I've really, the last couple of years, that's been a big thing for me as I either listen to it in the morning while I'm getting ready or in the evening while I'm getting ready for bed. So that way it's kind of, you know, you just insert it in your daily routine. And then I'll either go downstairs if I'm working at home that day, I work at home a couple of days a week or I go into the office. And then that's a nice time too to just decompress in the car. I am a terrible singer, but I do love singing alone in my car where I can't bother anyone. So I'll usually like belt some Whitney Houston or something. And then, the you know, the bulk of my day as a corporate lawyer is drafting documents, having calls, reading emails, working on business development that sort of thing. And then either my husband and I or I, depending on what we both have going on in the evening, I'll go pick up the boys from their after school activities, do more work in the evening, sometimes before dinner, and then we get the boys to bed. And then we have a little bit of downtime to, you know, watch a show or complete some more work if I need to. And then, yeah, start it all over the next day. Just try to fit little snippets for downtime in and the things that are important. And then and then basically just get to the weekend, you know? <laughs> and rinse and repeat, right? They say rinse. That's right. I like that because I'm a big believer in a little physical activity. So good for you guys yeah. that you are walking together on that. That's great. And then a little bit of yeah. spiritual, because I think the spiritual gets your mindset for the day. A lot of people read them in the morning. I actually yeah. read at night so that I can reflect back yeah. and see, you know, where God was working in my life. And yeah that kind of thing. And I'm lucky because I am my own boss and I love to get up and 
you know, like read the paper, have my coffee. I go to mass. Tom and I go to mass every day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we do that. And then I do yoga three times a week if I can. Oh, great. Yeah. To get in the habit. It's just like, it's all of a sudden I get my walking clothes on and then it's six o'clock and I'm like, dang it. I didn't walk again. Right. This is inspiring me to get out there. Because I think if I don't do it in the morning, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And that's why we started doing it because we said, okay, you know what? We have to get up to go to the bus stop. Because my husband read something where it's easier to start a habit that is tacked on to something else you have to do. Like if you brush your teeth and then right after you do something else that you're trying to do, it's already part of your routine. And it's been really great, both for the physical part and then just to have that time, he and I alone together. And it's 15, 20 minutes. It's not a long amount of time, but at least it's something. Yeah. I mean, especially with a busy household like that. Yeah. I love that. And actually, it's funny. I walked with Sonia Chopra and she's going to be our keynote at the retreat, Dr. Sonia Chopra. Oh, oh great. She, we walked in the morning, but we were slow walkers. But what she said was that it, it's very healthy and, and they've actually proven that it's really great to get morning sunshine. I should Google it and see what that's about. But oh, I love that. I thought of that also. It's not only that you're having that one-on-one time with your husband or your partner or, you know, one of your besties. I used to walk with girlfriends on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, I was like, nyang, 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 nyang. and you could look all in the walk and then you get home and like, hey, honey, everything's going great today. And this is a funny thing too. I'm way off subject, but I was walking with someone that didn't like her husband and I was starting to roll over onto me and I'm like, I can't walk with you anymore. So find a partner that actually yes. built on your best strengths and yes. leave that other stuff in the basement behind. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Well, that's cool. That's yes. a nice way to go through your day. And then also you did put a lot of work in there though, Amy. I mean, that yeah, is, there's a lot of work. And I mean, I was thinking about that with your career. I guess sometimes when you're working in some firms, it's a lot more of like 24 seven and in other, yeah. it's a little bit more family friendly and it's physically more friendly to you as a, as a woman. You made that hard choice. Yeah. And what I always really liked about the law is that there is a lot of flexibility. I mean, unlike a lot of our listeners who are dentists, I really empathize with them because they've got to do their work in an office and you have to physically be there. And it is beneficial for me that as long as I have a laptop and my phone, I can do my work from anywhere, which is also a curse because then it's harder to leave behind. And we have to be careful, too, as women, that sometimes we feel so much guilt, right? I'm not working enough or I'm not with my kids enough or whatever it is. But I think it's just each day I just try to say, you know, do the best you can with the time you have for the glory of God is what one of my mentors used to always say. And then if you can't get it done, tomorrow's another day, God willing. So that's all you can do. (laughs) That is so fun because when Amy and I first met, we both were raised Catholic. And so yes, into the convent for five years. And I think I may have told you when I was in the eighth grade, I was going to be a nun. And I think similar to you, I had kind of that calling, but then, you know, I went to, yeah. I was like, well, that went out the window. I had a lot of priests in the family and I brought yeah. a early on. And of course he was married then with two girls, but similar to you, like you listen to your heart and you listen to the spirit that guides you. And yeah, in the Duke community, we have a lot of different religions, but there is a spirit that guides all of yes. us. Yeah, and this ties into some of the things that you mentioned in the article. It's just really about being your authentic self and who God created you to be. That's really the key to happiness and success in this life. And I think just taking time to figure that out is it always pays dividends in the end. Okay, so it was a summer 2023 edition. Go back and read that because a couple of things came out of that article to me were that the courage that it takes, first of all, to go into the convent because your whole family is like, what are you doing? You're, <laughs> yes. You know, you're going to be an attorney. And then to leave that, the courage. And then as women, 
yeah. and make a decision and make yes. stuff. Is God really calling me? So I give you a lot of credit for finding that out. And then from there, you went to Notre Dame's law school. Hence, <laughs> that's where the Notre Dame hearing comes in. That hearts, yes. um, <laughs> all of that. But, you know, back to like your career. So some women are looking to pivot a bit now. And so sure. don't you wish we all knew what we know now that we knew then, right? Something like yeah. that. What do yeah. you know now that you wish you knew when you first started your career in law? Yeah, so I think a lot of us who are listening are probably type A personality, high achieving women. And the burden that comes with that is that you think you got to have everything figured out and you got to have all the answers, you know, and your life needs to be this like linear. And very rarely is that the case. I think the more often you talk to people, it's really more of kind of a circle and a squiggly line. And that was one of the things that I've realized in the last few years. I think for many years, I thought, oh, to be a successful lawyer, I have to know everything. I've got to figure it all out because I looked at people above me and I unfairly projected that on them thinking, well, they have all the answers, you know, and then you realize, no, they really don't. They're really just doing their best and trying to figure it out, too. Winnie the Pooh has a lot of very adult wisdom um, and great philosophy. And so I like when he tells Christopher Robin, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. You know, and I think that as women, a couple of weeks ago, I listened to a whole seminar on, on imposter syndrome. And I thought, yeah, there's times in my life I've really dealt with that. And I think a lot of us do where we're very hard on ourselves. You know, even my husband, sometimes if he makes a joke or something, you know, and I'll tell him, please don't do that because you have no idea how I am my toughest critic. And I'm so hard on myself about certain things, you know, and he'll say, oh, OK, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but. I think sometimes it's so much easier to have that negative talk of, oh, I'm not capable. I don't know how to do this. I'm not going to figure it out, you know. And maybe a lot of it's just wisdom with age. I don't know. But you get to those points where you just say, you know, I obviously wouldn't have gotten to this point if I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm not perfect. I'm going to make plenty of mistakes, but that's okay. That's part of the process. And you've got to surround yourself with the people who give you the freedom to do that because not everybody does. There are some people that have their own insecurities. And I think I kind of realized that too. I would, you know, think, oh, it's just me and my insecurity. But then you realize we're all dealing with something and you just got to kind of stay focused on what you know and do your best and dust yourself off and get up tomorrow and try again. And ever since I've come to that realization, it's given me so much more happiness and freedom professionally and personally too. And then the last thing I would say is just really be your authentic self and set boundaries where you need to give yourself the freedom to do that. Because I think a lot of times too, as women, we think oh, I've got to be all things to all people. And maybe I have to be someone that I'm not. And even what we were talking about before, taking time to exercise, taking time to pray or whatever it is you need to do to get yourself in the right frame of mind, you have to do that because if you don't do it, you're not going to get through the day. I really wish I could speak to my younger self 10 years ago as starting out as a lawyer. I would say just give yourself a lot more grace and lower the unrealistic expectation that you have of being perfect because nobody is. Exactly. And that's why you know you're in the right spot. And you've seen it because you've worked in the dental community. It's perfection, perfection, perfection. You've got to have perfect. And I came across this at a seminar I was at years ago of progress, not perfection. And I love that because as long as moving forward and realizing that everything that we've been given or the lows and the failures, you know, if you learn from them, you know, you're better next time around. And then that's all learning curve that we have instead of beating ourselves up. And it's nice that you can laugh with your husband like that. (laughs) Hey, hey, hold on there, buddy. 
That's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I say this all the time, like, Tom, I know when he's mad at me, but he doesn't think I'm funny. And so when you hit the wrong yeah. chord, we'll back up. But then, you know, give grace to that too, because yes, you think we're funny or we're trying to help. Exactly. And he was really surprised because he, you know, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Right. But it's like, you know, you have to communicate that too. It's just, this actually is a sensitive topic. So let's just, yeah. you know, and he was like, okay, got it. You know, so that's setting your boundaries and that's giving you power. And I think the older we get, even though yeah. you're still so young. And the other yeah. thing you talked about that really struck me was the fact that it's a zigzag line. And we, yes. we talked about that. I think Janet Hagerman wrote something on the zigzag line as well. And that is really mm. true. But I do think, especially for women, because yes. you don't know if that baby's going to be really good or not so good, <laughs> a little cranky. A lot of it rests on our shoulders. Where I think men yeah. can be a little bit more linear. They put that goal yes. there and they just go straight ahead because they don't really have to manage the entire oh, orchestra yeah. in the background. Oh, the mental you know? load of women. I love that we talk about that more and more now. Our minds are wired very differently. And I think that, you know, more people in the career world, especially since COVID, I think people do start to see that women have a lot on their minds at any given moment. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and you get really burned out because of that. And I think if you're listening and you're hiring people today, I was with a dentist in uh, Orlando at the 88 and he was talking about, hey, guys, don't get upset with me. I love my guys, but I love hiring women. They give it their all. And the, the key yes. for a woman is they need the flexibility. And exactly. Exactly. Give them a little flexibility. They'll figure out a way to be an excellent employee and do the other things because yeah. we're data by nature. Yeah. And, and you if, know, if you want something done, ask a busy woman, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. I love it. It's one of my other favorite quotes. We think that's good until everybody asks us to do everything. And we're like, hey, look, my husband's sitting on the back porch. He's reading. Why don't you ask him? He seems very available for this task. <laughs> but, you know, if you want something done, ask mom. And no offense, but I think things are changing, though, too. I mean, just to yeah. be honest, I'm of a generation that my mom stayed at home until like, I think my sister was in high school and then she went back to teach okay. some other things. And, and then I've always worked. I mean, I've always had a part-time mm -hmm. job in hygiene, which was again, the flexibility, yeah. you know, be a mom, be there to pick the kids up and take them to the bus stop and all of those things, but still yeah. be a professional career. Yeah. So yeah. happy about mm -hmm. that. And I really love that the industry is starting to see that as a very valuable part yes. of the workforce that we have in front of us. But there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about too. I'll pick your brain here because I just got a contract <laughs> and it was 12 pages long. And then I finally <laughs> signed it. And then somebody says, oh, you shouldn't have signed that. I'm like, oh my God, well, okay. So tell me <laughs> some reasons why business owners and we're all striving. We yeah. all have some kind of a side gig. Why should we uh, hire an attorney? Yeah, sometimes it's intimidating, right? I mean, like any industry, sometimes you think, oh, I'll just do my own taxes. I don't want to hire somebody. That's going to cost me, you know, but when you think of like medicine or dentistry and there's all these different specialties, right? It's the same in law. So you want to have a lawyer who really understands your business and contract language because a lot of it is convoluted. And you don't need a lawyer to read everything, of course. But if there's something that's a high dollar amount and you're worried, okay, if something goes wrong, how would I get out of it? What would be the ramification? It's sort of like an insurance policy, you know, having a lawyer look at things. And certainly if you're thinking about going through any type of transaction, if you're going to buy another practice or going to buy another business or sell yours, that is certainly something you want because there's a lot of moving pieces there and you really do want to have somebody who knows that industry. I've had a couple of examples just in the last few months of where 
a really nice dentist down in Florida. He engaged a recruiter. He needed to have a dental like implant specialist make certain implants for him. And it's really hard to find people who know how to do that. So he hired a recruiter and signed this simple contract. And the recruiter was awful and sent him a couple of people that were really not qualified. And so it ended up costing him so much more money in the long run. This person threatened to sue him because he wasn't paying, but he wasn't getting what he paid for, essentially. But then when I notified him this contract, it's not very well written. (laughs) And it is giving this recruiter a lot of leverage, which if a lawyer had looked at it in the beginning, this wouldn't have happened. And then I had another person recently, too, who had an agreement that the other party did not perform, but there really wasn't any remedy for what she could do because that other party didn't perform. And that's the kind of thing that you may not be thinking through all that because a lot of times business owners, we enter into contracts with people we know and we think, oh, everything's going to be sunshine and roses, whatever. And then a lot of times it isn't. And so really it's going back to the insurance policy. You just want to be prepared. Hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. And it's always better to spend a little bit of money at the outset than a lot of money and headache down the road. Because like this individual that I was talking to a couple of days ago with this contract where the other party didn't perform, she said, this has taken up so much of my time now. And it's embarrassing because now I have these other commitments that now I can't fulfill because this other party did not uphold their end of the bargain. And so I told her, well, what we'll do is next time you will create a contract for you and you don't sign their paper, you get them to sign your paper that you have kind of all these provisions. So that's really what it is. I look at myself as just sort of a member of their team and I advocate for them. And I think, too, there's a lot of flexibility nowadays with billing and various structures. It's not always the traditional bill by the hour model. There's other creative ways that we can find ways to work with people who need a lawyer. And that's one of the things I really like about my firm is that we recognize that people have varying needs and varying means to meet those needs at different times. And we're always willing to work with people on that because we always view it for the long term. We want you to trust us and have us as part of your team. And we're willing to work with you in whatever flexible way to make that happen. That's really comforting that you guys are willing to work with people. I think that's a key. I don't want to ask, you know, an attorney because that's going to cost me so much. Yes. The sleepless nights. I mean, all of that. And then it's actually ruining your business. I mean, I'm not signing a contract until I give it to you. So what would you do? Like, say I was going to sell my practice because this is interesting. I know so many docs that have sold their practices that the uh, head doc that started the practice for 40 years ends up just being devastated by what happened after. So to sell your business or sell your practice, what would be the first thing? I just reach out to you. We set up a meeting then. Exactly. And so, you know, usually like at the letter of intent stage is usually where the lawyer will kind of get engaged. And then that way, I like to be involved before the letter of intent is signed, just because if there are certain terms that we can negotiate at the outset, that may be important to do. And before I came back to private practice, I was at a dental support organization. So I was on that side. I'm very familiar with how the deals are structured and things. I've run into this many times where a dentist or somebody will be selling their practice and they'll say, oh, you know, my brother-in-law is an estate lawyer or my brother-in-law is a divorce lawyer. Right. (laughs) And I'll get him or her to help me. Do not do that. They're not business lawyers. They've not done enough training. You need a transactional lawyer who's actually, you know, has that experience. The point is that you want to benefit from the attorney's expertise when you're going through those things and say, okay, what is typical in the market? Maybe I'm being lowballed here, or maybe they're lowballing me salary to stay on, or they're kind of saying that they want me to keep consulting for a number of hours every month, but they don't want to pay me. You know, how do I work through that? Or they don't want to give me a bonus for certain things, maybe business that I bring to the business or practice, right? 
in addition to legal things, it's business things too that sometimes the lawyer can really help you with just because of what they've seen in the market. They know what to advocate for on your behalf. And again, it never hurts to ask, right? You know, you can reach out. I mean, I've done many transactions that are very small and we just charge a flat fee. You know, we just say we're not going to charge you by the hour because we think this is less than 10 hours and we're just going to charge you a flat fee. And then it gives the seller or buyer comfort in knowing, okay, here's the amount I'm going to pay to the attorney at closing. And so, yeah, I think there's lots of flexibility out there and lots of things probably that business owners are not always thinking through that a phone call never hurts. Be not afraid, right, Amy? Be not not afraid. (laughs) Exactly. Don't be afraid of lawyers. Many of us are pretty nice people. (laughs) The other thing that I think is so important for you, especially in this dental niche or niche, if whatever, I don't know, you say niche. (laughs) I always say niche, but anyway. The neat thing about this that I could see is that being on the buyer side all that time, yes, that would give you so much expertise to be yes. on the seller's side now. The other thing you mentioned, like, yeah, let's stick with an attorney that has done at least one dental transaction. Yes. And it would be better if they're an expert in the dental arena because there's a lot yes. of nuances. There and, are. And yeah. a lot of emotions. The thing that to me is heartbreaking is when the senior doc is devastated by what happens and his legacy is going down the toilet. There's got some guardrails there that you can help a doctor with this. And then even on the young side, I mean, it's an example for the younger dentist also to do the right thing. Yes. The best contract is one that everybody wins, right? And is that possible? Yeah, and it is possible. You know, I mean, you won't get every little thing, perhaps, but, you know, that's what I really love about my job. And I never would have thought that all the spiritual elements of my prior life in the convent, I would be able to draw on that. But yes, at the end of the day, we're human beings, not human doings. And when you're negotiating these deals, and as women, too, you know, I mean, I think this is where it's really advantageous to have women negotiate things because we are very in tune to the emotions and just having an intuitive sense for where we think things are going to go. You know, I mean, I've done some deals where I've said to my client, you know, I just have like an icky feeling about what's going on here. I'm usually right. I think that's the value, too. And just like I said, you don't want to view the lawyer as just like this hired gun. It's sort of, okay. I need someone on my team who's going to advocate for me and who understands all of the things because it's not just the business transaction. I mean, it's like when you sell your house, it's not just a house, a piece of real estate, right? It's all your memories. It's all your hard work. So that's the part of my job that I just love so much because it is very personal for people, for the buyer and the seller. And it's just wonderful to be able to facilitate. I mean, you're making dreams come true when you sign closing documents for the most part. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, I mean, I'm going to call you. I think if anybody's listening, Amy, (laughs) all of our dues. Seriously, how do we get in touch with you if we have a question or if we have a friend? Because a lot of our yes. our, our consultants yeah. and they need a good attorney that they can really believe in and know that they're going to put the person first, not just all the legal, the business. It's that it's a lifetime of yes. achievement and failures and wins and a practice <laughs> yeah. and all of those things. That is a yeah. lot of emotion right there. So how do we get in touch with you? You can find me on my law firm's website. It's Barnes and Thornburg. My email is amy.klusner at btlaw.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. There's not too many Amy Klusners out there. It's K-L-U-E-S-N-E-R. And I will respond via LinkedIn or email or my phone number is listed on the website as well. Anyway, yes, always happy to help in any way. And if I'm not the right person to help, I can send you to the person who is. That's comforting for me and for all (laughs) of us. I love it. And all that'll be in the show notes, everybody. So if you're listening, go look at the show notes and read Amy's article, 
reach out to her with your questions and refer your buddies because that's what we do. You know, Amy, good people find good people. Yes, yes. That's how we're going to help build our kingdoms right here on earth. That's right. Greater glory of God. We believe that we have that in common with each other. It's such a pleasure to see you today. I wish you nothing. You too. Great health and great success in your career. You're coming up on a year here at Barnes and Thornburg. And, you know, I can't wait to follow you and to actually, eventually we'll be doing business together because, you know, I'm getting up there. Yes. As you build your empire, you're going to need more and more uh, contracts, right? Oh, I know more and more questions for you. So thank you, Amy. You have a great day. And you're so welcome. Oh, everybody that's listening, as Amy said this a couple of times, your authentic self, remember, keep doing you. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you the next time. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.